welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined once again by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have Anthony Amato. We'd like to call him Shimato. And of course, we got my man Applezacks, Zach Markham, in the building as well. Gentlemen, we are here to review Andor episode number six. Wish I knew what it was called. Oh, it's called The, the Eye. Eye. That's right, right. The Eye. Yeah. I knew that. I knew it the whole time. Just <laughs> tricked everybody. Uh, but He's before, a double agent. Yeah. <laughs> Very fitting. Uh, before we get into uh, the review, just want to say a uh, big thanks to all of our listeners, all of our viewers. Please subscribe um, on YouTube. Please subscribe and listen. Um, continue to listen on Apple, Spotify, Google. And leave us a review. Leave us a comment. All that helps us out a lot. Follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod. That's also very helpful. Get to know, um, you know, everything that we got going on. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. We'll we'll do our best to keep you up to date, especially on Instagram uh, with everything we got going on. So please follow us. But uh, yeah, boys, before we get into Andor, like, how y'all doing? Yeah, great, great. Um, I will say it's glad to be back. Uh, even though I was at the beach last week, That's right, you it, missed out, I, man. I, I, yeah, I know. Uh, I missed out, but you know what? Uh, I'm happy to be here right now, and I'm looking forward to talking about probably one of the most intense episodes in the last few months of, yeah. of television. Yeah, um, it, it just goes to show you like how much better it is to have a 12-episode season than a six- or eight-episode season as some of these other shows are trying to do. Um, just because of the fact that we were able to get basically two episodes of build-up to this heist, and then an entire episode completely encompassing the heist. Like, there was maybe five minutes of the entire episode that was not the heist. And, and we are literally, it feels like, almost like we've hit, like, a climax of this show, and we're halfway through. Yeah, yes. halfway. It's, yeah, a, it's a great feeling. It yes. is, it's a great feeling. And yep. I do appreciate the 12-episode 12, 12 seasons now, because, like, Marvel has dropped the ball so many times on their six episodes, and yes. this right here is them being like, hey... I see our mistakes. This is Disney talking, by the way. I see our mistakes with the six episodes. Here's the 12. Enjoy all the character building in Andor. And all yes. of the uh, first three episodes was, was one arc. And then now the, here they are in the second arc. They've reached the climax of that. And we may be uh, coming down to the tail end, the next episode of, the, of this second arc. And then we're going to move on to the third arc. How great is that? That's yeah. incredible. Yep. And I feel like what they're doing as far as like the character buildup is fantastic. Like they, they have a lot of more time to add like these meaningful conversations that they're having in between characters. Yeah. And you really get to see like how the characters are feeling and going through things mentally. Um, you know, their doubt, you know, their fear, their anger, all that kind of stuff. They're adding that stuff in and yeah it does take more time but we have the episodes to do it now so you have a lot of better chemistry with the characters yeah. versus like in the past yeah i, I feel like, like obviously it's it's an indoor series so we're focusing on cassian we're, we're focusing on him yes quite a bit but i do feel like from rogue one and where where he his character status was i truly feel like the build-up to get there like we are we are getting more of the character and yes. I, I am feeling more of a connection than i ever thought i would with this character because of the way the the format is for this show and the, the fact that we're able to build up to to where he's going to end up and they're doing a lot of good key points and making mm -hmm. making decisions on his character progression that I'm thoroughly involved, uh, loving actually. So yeah, yeah, you're seeing all these elements of who he is as a character, and um, you're seeing them build up and 
starting to fill in. Like where there were these blanks in his character coming up to this point, you're seeing moments that are creating and describing and showing you why he was this way in Rogue One. Yeah, it, it feels like a good slow burn for his. And it, yeah, we shouldn't give anything away. Maybe maybe a good time right now to say spoiler alert for this review of Episode Six. Um, everyone's been warned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even in this episode, you know, it, like he's not sold out to the cause yet. No. Even not, after no, everything he just experienced. Um, Although there were some moments where I believe that he was. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, 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 but here's the thing. It, it gives a lot, like question marks like this bring a lot of intrigue to a fan base. Yes. Right? Yes, so yes. it's like, I love that it wasn't as simple as, you know, successful mission, even though they, they lost a lot of people, but... Oh, my God. Right? Successful <laughs> yeah. mission. We stole... We got the credits. Now I'm in on the rebellion, and uh, Luthen's going to love me. And You know, it's like, no, there's so much more to be told, and I'm so excited about that. Yeah. It really is a situation where, in I think, Justin, you were really right in the sense of... It's almost like, in parts, he's fighting against his own um, thoughts on how he wants to be a part of the rebellion. I think in a lot of ways he's feeling drawn to it, but he doesn't want to admit that he's drawn to it. I think because the way his character has played out and been such a solo character in the way that he's been, that he's grown up and he's always kind of felt isolated, even though he's had people around him and he's worked and he's kind of had a family in a way. But I feel like a lot of it is he's done so much of this stuff on his own and he's always had to figure out everything on his own. So the idea of being in a group of larger people is scary to him in a lot of ways. And he doesn't want to admit that he he needs people or that other people might need him. I think that might be scary in his own right is that he, he like he do, he doesn't quite want to admit that other people might need him because if other people need him, then he can let down people and then they can get put into situations where they're getting hurt. I don't think he doesn't want to, want to open that door for either him to get hurt or other people to get hurt because they're giving in to him. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I believe the, the flashbacks to him as a child and dealing with his sister in the first three episodes, like, for example, they seemed like a very tight uh, group yes. of children and the sister was the one leading the way and and he the mission went kind of a south and therefore yeah. causing him to be separated and become solo from his group i feel like he feels that because he's involved with his group he he can't be connected to it because if he is connected to it then it's only going to cause him harm yeah. in the end because he is going something's going to happen to where he and his connection to the group is going to be soured because of his previous experiences yeah. that we've seen through flashbacks it's kind of like if you've had a really bad relationship and then you even though you get out you may get out of that relationship but getting into any other relationship now becomes super hard and when you get into it you become your own like worst enemy in a lot so of ways. You become a experience? savage. You're yeah. from experience. No, I'm just kidding. maybe <laughs> you, you become a saboteur sometimes of yourself in, the, in that sense of like, Correct, yeah. because you don't want to open yourself up to that, you know, type of experience again. Right, and I, I can definitely see that that is definitely playing out with his interactions with these characters, which I'm still having a hard time with the names of all these characters. To be honest, we got, with I'm you. ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm you're, ready. You're ready, uh, especially. We got Vel. Yeah. Good. Cinta. Okay. Good. Skeen. Is it Skeen or Shreen? No, it's Skeen. Skeen. Okay, definitely Skeen. Skeen. Okay, yeah, Skeen. Skeen. Yes. Nemec. Okay. Yep, Nemec. Good. Okay, Great and then job. The, the 
the black guy, his name was, is it Terramin or Tamarin? I thought it was Tamarin. I think it's Terramin. I think it's Terramin. T-A-R, right? Yeah, T-A-R. All right, so my first one was right, Terramin. Okay. And then Gorn. Which, which one's Gorn? He's a lieutenant. The, he's yeah, the lieutenant. He's the double agent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was lieutenant. Yeah, I always thought lieutenant. Step that's up, all. bro. Lieutenant. Okay, okay. Back up, man. All right, Mr. The, wants to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I got it. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. a big fanboy yeah. now. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. Welcome. Yeah. What does Markham think of this episode? He hasn't really said Please, Markham, please. Um, I feel, well, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like this has been the most like intense episode. Um. For it, for real, yeah. Go it, ahead. Yeah, it, I mean, it was the yeah, most. You can say episode, that again. But it had a lot of similarities um, with, you know, a new hope and everything. Like, I'm really trying to figure out like how they're trying to portray like Cassian's character. Like, we got a pretty good, you know, description of him in Rogue One, obviously. But you know, I'm trying to see like what kind of like backgrounds, you know, like they're trying to push him into. So he definitely seems like the type of guy that's going to avoid danger altogether, and you know. It, he's very similar to Han, in my opinion, but the only yeah, difference is much. he's going to be more cold-blooded. So, like, he's going to avoid danger altogether. Um, so, he's going to be a shoot-first type of guy. He's going to straight up murder so, somebody correct. if he so suspects something. So, you're saying he's more like pre-Lucas rewrite yes. Han Solo. Yes. So, you know, with the whole, like, pre-Lucas thing is George Lucas didn't want Han Solo to be portrayed as a cold-blooded killer. Versus like a someone with like a heroic uh, standpoint, you know, self defense type of guy. Cassian is that cold blo- uh, cold blooded killer. Yes. So you know he's gonna do whatever's necessary, and we so, get to see that in this episode. Are you saying that Han shot first? Absolutely. Uh, yes. OG. Yeah. OG. And he the, did. The Curtis, solo- if you're watching, I know you're smiling. <laughs> the the solo story actually confirms that, to be honest with you, because he shoots uh, Woody Harrelson's character. First, but like, he's the one who pulls the trigger. So yep. that confirms it, by the way. Yep. But uh, I will mm. say, yes, I am. I am digging the uh, solo vibes with with Cassian. Yep. Uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was when he and Skeen were having the conversation after the heist. I don't mean I don't know if I want to jump past the heist right now. Um, Should I wait? No, no, no. That's okay. okay. I mean, because honestly, maybe it's good to talk about the ramifications of the heist, and then we could talk about the. Intensity yes, of it. My right? So goodness, we, we can yeah. kind of we can start with the end, maybe. Yeah. So Skeen is like throwing the scenario of let's just leave her. You and I will split this money, and yeah. we'll yeah. we'll become rich. Which which not not a bad argument. It's not. It, it really it really isn't. It it's not. But like the entire time you knew, like I, I think everybody knew, like even Cassie knew, like Skeen was going to turn. Like there's no way that even if they were, if Cassian would to agree to it, he was never going to get his cut of the credits. Skin yeah, would have, Skin would have killed him and like. As soon took as they landed it. where he needed them to land, he would yes. have. Yeah, but the thing is, the story that Skeen sold him about his brother being the farmer All and committing suicide, that whole thing, like the the manipulation there was, honestly, it was it. it I get the, I get why he did that because he was trying to form that bond. However, I will say, if he was in the same boat as Cassian, as far as uh, he's um, Cassian's a hired hand, right? He wasn't in it for the cause, but then he's over here selling the cause, but he's not really in it for the cause either. Why not just form that bond based on I'm here because I want to make money? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I was I was a little. He needed to save face in yeah. front of everybody else. Okay. I have a I have a speculation on that. Okay, please. You know, with, with, with skiing, you know, with already being that mindset. I feel like he was paranoid the entire time that he was going to get figured out. 
So he had that's to, why he drew attention to he had to, Andor? to yeah he had to draw attention to Andor ah. and make Andor out to be like the you know the okay. one who's going to turn like, okay take well, attention like off that. of himself. I like that. Okay. Yeah, and he had like the most extreme story, kind of more Correct. than everyone really. Like Correct. his was like the most intense. Yep. Um, I think it also like I think he was also. His story was kind of to test the other people, like the other people as well, to see where they were at, yeah. and like I think that's why he was pushing Andor to see how Andor would react when he had that well, story. It's it's funny like, because well it's not funny, but the, he mentioned suicide in his story, right? Like most of the, most of the time now, when you ever watch a sh- whenever you watch a show or anything dealing with suicide, you always get that warning beforehand. Like, warning may contain content that's sensitive yep. to certain certain if viewers. If they show it. If they, they, if, show they, if they show it, right? Now, or if they have intense dialogue about it. Like, intense intense dialogue. They, which, so he's using that because that always has an effect on people in general when you mention suicide and, yep. and things like that. So, he's already making people feel a certain way by mentioning that. So, he's kind of like shaping their mindset of him so, so he the, can get away with you're saying he's manipulative yes yes that's yeah. what yes well and, and like and that maybe that was the only Very. way he felt like he could get into this crew like into this group like he felt like he had to come up with a story and he had to have like i was saying the most intense story mm. that way it, it's almost to the point of like nobody wants to question further because it's such a sore spot for something like that that to happen to someone so you don't want to be that person that's like digging into well, like <laughs> picking you know, on the suicide guy. That's yes, what you're talking about? yeah, well, like, but 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 that's that's the way to do. Like you 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 have that super intense story, and then nobody tries to unravel it, you know, because it is so intense in its own right that it is almost like it is almost so ineffective to, or it turns out to be bad. If you're the person that's digging at somebody else's story, like the worst, like, yes, you might find out something about that person. You may find out, oh, maybe this story is completely made up, but you're also very likely to alienate yourself from the rest of the group if you're calling out this person who has that such an, such an intense story. So, so interestingly with Skeen, like, you know, I, there's, you know, so there's a part of me that wants to say, okay, well, you know, maybe he just decided to tell that to Cassian because there was only three people left. You know, he he saw the writing on the wall with Nemec. He knows he's not going to make it. Let's just leave them. Let's split it. But as I thought about that more, you know, I'm pretty sure that is it again. Tar- Tarman or Terraman? Terraman. Yes, Terraman. He pretty much dies because uh, Skeen didn't provide cover the entire time. He ran out. Oh did you guys goodness. notice that? When yeah. he said, per, did you cover me. That? Yeah, no, I did. When he said cover me, and then he shot like four times, and, and I stopped. was like, whoa, 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 whoa. When you, you cover, when you cover somebody, you literally like, you, Lay down, you are laying fire. down suppressing fire that yeah. is so is unmatched. That right there shows that he, he always had the intent of, um, I think he always had the intent of lowering the numbers. Interest. Yeah. Lowering the numbers of lowering the, of the numbers. The, yeah. And you know, he might have you know, I'm trying to think, and maybe that's why stopping for at the doctor would give a chance to like win Cassian over. Did he push the doctor yeah. issue? He did, right? He, he was did. the one he did push who, the yes. doctor issue. It was a con- he did. contingency plan, right? He said there's a doctor in the contingency plan, right? That's what yes. he said. Yep. Yeah, but in fairness, I don't think he necessarily he wasn't talking about killing them. Like he was even saying, like, let's just leave them. Correct. So I don't think he was necessarily like being malicious, like wanting them to die. But, but here's the thing: like 
like Vel was not about like she didn't want to go to the doctor. Well, True. I th- well, I think what it was was the contingency plan gave them a place where he could break off from. She wanted to go straight right. to the, the rendezvous point. The rendezvous point. So, and who knows how many people are at the rendezvous point. So, mm, if there, there is a go. stop, oh, that's it, it right there. You know, yeah, like that's gives what him it a is. Window. It, yeah, it gives him a window to where now he's only up against two people potentially, and plus the doctor, or he's up against a countless number of rebels wherever they end up. Okay. I have an important question that maybe maybe all of you can answer, but hopefully Markham can, at least. Okay. All right. I'll try. He said there's roughly 80 million... Now, these are Imperial units... or uh, credits. credits. Credits, excuse me, on the ship. Okay. So, 80 million always sounds like a lot, but, like, just how much is... As, as a guy who doesn't watch... Star Wars, very much. Who's not deep in the lore? How ex- like how much should I? How much is that? Um. I, I, okay. So think about it this way. So when he was ha- when he had the Kyber crystal, remember he said it's like fifty thousand. Don't take thirty thousand. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Don't take less it was than fifty. The way um, Luthen said, don't take less than 50, fifty. Right. When they were actually dealing with it, they said thirty. Correct. So. Yep. Think about it that way. They're talking about something that is so expensive that it is almost like a down payment on his life. Something well, where he could probably get away with just uh, with almost just that. Okay, but like, how much would like a transport from one planet to another cost in credits? Because because I need to know like a real day expense. How much? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, I need to know this, guys, because I need to know just. So, I know forty million or eighty million split two ways is. Definitely a lot of credit. It's a lot, yeah. But I need to know exactly what kind Listen, of life they're going to be living. The, so the the best way I could describe it, I guess, Please. is so they had eighty mil. It was eighty million credits, right? Yes. So that I know they said that was a quarter's worth of pay for uh, for the for the imperial. Yes. So from a business standpoint, if you're thinking of like eighty million and like you just go into like payroll, like I I don't know how many like imperial, you know, units or people or whoever they have to you know pay out but i would guess that you can liken it to u.s currency yes okay yeah, that's I, what was I, was thinking, I was i was yeah. gonna probably suggest like a one-to-one ratio with the current u.s dollar correct yeah for some reason i thought that lupin said or the the gentleman on the train transport from wherever they were to the city that lupin was being introduced to i for some reason i thought he said 800 credits to get to the, the transport is yeah, what I thought that's what I'm saying I, I feel like I've heard somewhere around like a few hundred anywhere from two to eight again I'm just trying to put it into perspective for me because holy crap that's Listen, a ton the, this, this is America the, and the, we're gonna assume that look, it's the American dollar look, that's man, what I'm it, assuming and you, there's a lot to play in that like so if it's 800 credits you know is that round trip is that coach <laughs> you know is well, definitely is coach class? because again, he was being uh, harassed by the so much citizen. of the Star Wars universe takes place in places like whatever planet he was on at the beginning of the show where everything seems so poor with the exception of like very rich planets with like rich senators right yeah so it's like for for a guy like skeen and cassie and i'm just again assuming that they did that for them to walk away with 40 million each like yo that is game changing it's life changing you know yes so i'm sure it was enticing but yeah either Here's the thing about this whole heist and what, like, I'm curious to see, like, what's going to happen in the next, you know, in the, in the future episodes of the season and everything. So, you know, Cassian got his credits and, you know, he went about his business, so, right? Which was only, what, 200000 
That's what Luthen yes, promised yes, him, right? Yeah, two hundred thousand. So, do you think that's all he took? I, I would believe I, I so. Yeah. So, right yeah, now. he's a man of his word. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think the and I think even to the point to where he would make an effort to be down to the penny on that because I think largely what he was trying to do in this situation was to kind of prove to himself and to them that he was not the bad guy in this situation. He doesn't want any trouble. Yeah, Correct. he doesn't want any trouble. Like I think it's another way pointing at him saying that Skeen was 100% in the wrong in this. Yeah. Because yep. I think even up to this point, like even what he, you know, with him knocking him off, it was, you know, th- there probably is still a little bit of leeway in the situation of like, well, who was really the... You know, yeah. in the right in this situation. So I think by only taking the exact amount that he was supposed supposed to get, he is saying, I'm done with this job. I am taking my bit and going, but I am not taking a step over the line. I, I did what I needed to do, but I am not the bad guy in this situation. Yeah. Correct. So, Markham, I interrupted you. No, so no, no, you're fine. Keep going. So 200,000 credits or 40, 40 million credits. At this point, I don't think it matters. Um, because now, like, he's public enemy number, number one, you know, so that's like true. his face yeah, is going to be recognized with this group. And this is going to be like the first, like, major attack against the Empire. And the Empire is not going to let hmm. 80 million credits go. No, which, so, well, so I, first once ma- again, I don't think the money doesn't matter to them mm-hmm. in this situation. I don't think, right? right. It's not, it's, Ooh, it's like a, know. it's like a pride thing. I, I don't know. Well, I, no, like I, th- I think it's about establishing the rebellion. I think that's what it's about. Yeah. It's yeah. not about the money. It's about making a statement about the rebellion, which we see play out in the end of the episode yes. when she's giving her speech at the Senate and everybody's being distracted by the news yes. that something has happened. And then okay. they dive deeper into that. In fairness, I get what you guys are saying. Like, it's more about the pride of we are the empire. Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen to us. Right. Yeah. However, as an American, I can tell you I've learned <laughs> that if you really want to upset some really rich people, you go at their pocketbooks. Correct. Yep. Yes. yes. And that's exactly what they did. They, they did that. They hindered them because the entire quarter of, of payroll For has, an been, entire sector. Yeah, has been did, taken from and, the imperial. Even that, even that, it wasn't even a meeting. He even said, "This is don't get comfortable. This isn't a meeting. It was a briefing, right? Yes. They're yeah, all in yeah, that room. Yeah. He says, tell your families you're working over overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're like, we are, all resources go on mm-hmm. fixing yes. this. And, and, and you know what? I've been there on that, uh, in in that type for of meeting. For the empire? For, for the, literally, currently for feels the like empire. the empire. Yes. <laughs> I've, I, in my current, uh, current job, and Markham can relate because we're in the same business, we have been in that same exact. We'll just keep it there. Just yeah. Nice and vague. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about working for the empire now. <laughs> I don't even. You've known for a long time. But oh, tell no. me, search, tell search me you your could not relate to that, right? Like, you hey, know them to be true. Call your families. Tell them you're not coming home. We are, we are that's, working here until. That's straight up, that's straight yeah. up the empire, Trust me. Dude. I know. Trust yep. me. Okay. I felt that. I, I did. I, I want to talk one more thing about the ramifications because we still haven't even talked about the heist and so look how long intense, we've been going. We're, so intense. Uh, yeah. We're talking about going 30 minutes and we're not even going to come close. <laughs> okay. Um, let's just talk about this, the incredible scene with Luthen at the end. Oh, yeah. And then we'll finally get to the actual intense heist. Okay. So yeah. mm-hmm. Luthen's at his shop. Somebody asks for any if he has anything from Aldani. And at first he's like, he perks up, right? Yeah, like, he's like, at, yeah. dude, I was like, dude, is this somebody from the Empire that knows he's connected? Yeah. I yeah. was nervous. I yeah. felt like he knew that, too. Yeah, I, I that's felt what like he that was thinking? Yeah, that, I felt like that was, that's he was what nervous. he was thinking. And like he kind of broke character a little bit. He did. And then yes. went back into it. So Totally. Good catch, Markham. Totally. Catch. I totally agree. And then yeah. and then he was just so relieved. And that, that scene was awesome. Oh, yeah. man. Especially, so obviously when we first got 
wind of him putting on the wig and he like twists his hand and becomes that like the 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 seller right yes uh and then we see at the end we see that he goes in the back room let me check on that for you he goes back to see if he has anything from aldani and then he does the laugh the shout the fist pump like i mean it wasn't really a fist pump but i in my mind i (laughs) i gathered it was a fist pump. it was kind of like a fist yeah it was and uh you really see the 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 ramifications of the heist and what it did it started the chatter it began in the senate when they were all talking about oh, uh, when they were, awesome. when they were watching their yeah. their tablets their ipads whatever you want to call them and then she stops her speech looks at it and then it carries over as if it was a viral video or a viral news news yeah. clipping and with a guy mentioning about aldani it was incredible and this this was like the actual first time that you get to see like news popping off because you know before like in movies and you know shows and stuff like that that you know disney is done for star wars like you don't really see like i guess what we can see during mar- communication. Yeah, communication yeah. during like modern yeah. time yeah so you know right now like the empire has no like control of, over like whatever media that they have yeah. and so like media is popping off they're not in charge of the yeah. printing press right correct like, <laughs> correct so like it, like everybody knows so like this hit this hit everybody not just imperial but like senators that's like donating money mm-hmm. you know all this stuff yeah, in which I've really enjoyed this the, the slow burn of the political aspect of the the non Jedi Star Wars stuff that's going on. I've really enjoyed that, and you really see that come into play yep. here when the Senate is involved with the act of the acts of the rebellion, and it's and Luthen and his his joyous laughter that he has in the back room by himself. You really do see the ramifications of what happens and what transpires after the events of the rebellion act of stealing the the payroll money. Totally. Yep. All right. So we started this pod by talking about the ending of this episode, essentially. Yeah. um, Which was epic. Let's now actually talk about the actual heist. So instead of going through it, you know, chronologically through it, it would take forever. And we want to be somewhat respectful of our time here. Um, Why don't we just talk about the highlights, which were a lot, but like the things that we... That really got us going. Bro. And let me st- let me start by saying this. Okay. I'm watching this episode. I'm also simultaneously warming up a frozen uh, chicken chorizo burrito in my oven. That's it. And you guys see it was in this room, right? Yeah. I'm watching on this TV. I'm standing. I'm not sitting. I only sat for a few minutes of this entire episode. It, it was it was. Hard. I was standing, pacing around my living room, right? Multiple times I'm pausing. Yes, I will admit to walk into the kitchen to check on my frozen burrito that's in the oven. But there are also times where I'm pausing and I'm thinking, what the heck is happening right now? And I'm yeah. so stressed. Yeah. So that's, I'll just, I'll just start okay. there, but I'll let you guys talk about the details. So, so I'm going to go ahead and like throw a curveball as far as what I thought was some of the most uh, intense highlights. And it was them being incorporated into the march of them being escorts. So they... Are, they're randomly on this hill because they know they're coming through and they're standing there. They know they know that they the, know the locals route. are coming yes, through. Yes, they know the locals are coming through and then they just start marching behind them. And the locals never think anything of it. They don't think anything of it. and no. they, like They don't even flinch. And no. then they come up to this next checkpoint and there's other troopers there. There's other other members of the Imperial Guard. They're there and they're at the, at the rear and you can see them give them a look like where these guys come from, that kind of thing. Right. Uh-huh. And then they move forward into the, the, the shrine or whatever the heck it, the, the eye, the, the, the 
whatever the event is. Stonehenge. Yes, Stone. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. And then the lieutenant comes in and he's talking about uh, teams one, two, three, four, and he says, "Team three, you're you're coming with me," which he knows is the the team that's working with him, but. Just the fact that they had to blend in and the, the the conversations that they're having, like, oh, they're not they're not there yet. Like, hey, uh, Valley One, Valley One, like this is like come in, come in. Like I thought that that was truly intense because you were thinking like, okay, how are they going to sync synchronize when they're behind? And the only reason they're behind is because the Val and Cinta were uh, interrupted by the the random guard that came past there where, where they were located. But yeah. yep. I thought that them getting to the point of entering the barracks was was very intense. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that buildup of getting there, especially when, hey, are you going to call it? Are you going to call it? Are we going to do this? Like, we're here. Are we in set? When Val and Senta were talking to each other, like, are we going to move forward with the mission? And Val had so much hesitation that built for me and it sold it for me. And I was like, man, this is, I was, like I said, you said you were standing, I was standing as well. And I'm literally just sitting there in my, my living room by myself watching. Uh, and it was, it was incredible that build up. Yeah. And I think part of it was the fact that I think we, we all knew that it was going to fail to some extent. Correct. Like something was going to go wrong. There was going to be so a like, yeah. it, it wasn't like we weren't thinking like this was going to be like oceans 11. We're like they get off scot free. Everybody gets out. No one, no one gets hurt. You know the money's gone, but you know really both sides are no worse for the wear. We knew that something was going to yeah. go wrong. That right. something on the like, e- e- even though we had never heard of this heist in our lives, uh, you know, in our Star Wars knowledge, we knew that something was going to happen here to where somebody was going to get knocked off. Something was going to go wrong. There's going to be a moment of. You know, somebody's going to have to make a decision that was going to be harder than we thought it was. So the whole time you're like, you're seeing these little moments of like uh, where they are in a situation where you're not, they're unsure. Like when Vel wasn't sure where they were going to go, like their timing was off. You knew that stuff was going to happen, but you're like, what moment is going to actually be the moment that's going to be the big moment like what like because there was all these little moments where there there'd be uh, the, there was a lot of red herrings to where yeah. oh this is where it's going to go off the rail but then it works for a little bit longer well this is going to be off where it goes off the rails but then it's like a little bit longer which comes down to great directing yes yeah Correct. very much so very like, much so and just showing you these moments of just like there's all these moments of stress and you're just seeing these little things go uh, in, you know, whether they're going to be work. Cause, because like I said, you just know that these, something is going to go wrong at some point. And ultimately the thing that did go wrong was the fact that they didn't account for essentially one of the guys staying up in the, in the, in the tower. In the tower yes. Like still listening in on communication. I've, I verbally said, literally sitting in a room by myself, how did they let that happen? Well, Vel, Vel and Cintar are on that bridge. Why didn't they just go take him out? Yeah. They should have yeah. known no, yeah. that he yeah. was in there. How, in how fact, could they let the radio frequency we sink? Know, like, we, we know that they knew that he was in there because when Vel is standing, Cinta says, get down, mm-hmm. because he's only like a Frisbee throw away. Yeah, correct. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's throw. like, they could have just taken him out. So it's like, I felt like that was like a flaw on their end, for sure. They yeah. messed up. They didn't calculate for everything. Uh, and it was clear. It was. But clear. at the same time, like they also did they, great. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Right. They, they almost almost had flawless execution, except for the radio frequency. Like that then, whole that whole scene that they had with the the tower picking up their frequency. I was like, "There's no way this should have been a like this, like this should have been accounted for. This should have yes been somebody." Sh- 
like them even Gorn going up on the bridge like somebody should, should have been, been yeah that, something should not have yeah. happened and I like I said I verbally I said this in a room by myself like how could you let that happen <laughs> yeah. I literally did all right all right Markham as our as our Star Wars expert what are, what are the things that highlights for you about this incredible heist for me it was like right there at the end um, where like like you guys said like there's been all the, like these small like you know things that could have gone wrong or building up the building up the tension. But like I was, whenever I was watching this, I was expecting all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't at, it wasn't as intense for me. It was like right when they got to the end where, you know, those guards came in, they're asking questions, you yeah. know, you see that, yeah. um, you know, that Imperial official, you know, right there, like, you know, he's not looking great. And that's when everything was like coming to a climax of everything's going and wrong. Gorn's there trying Gorn's to say, you know, this is a top secret mission. Correct. Yeah, he, they're trying to cover it up. They're trying to cover up. The Tried tracks, so but, hard, but man. they but they've been made, and so now I'm like, all right, now it's going to be a shootout. So and that's exactly what it was. And from then, like going on for the rest of the season, it's whenever I was like gripped, like glued to the screen. Yeah, um, it was, was like a galaxy version of like the shootout, the like the OK Corral. Like that's what literally what it was. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and then and the Imperials had the high ground there too. Correct. So. They did. Yeah. So everything wow. was going Good against shout. them. Good shout. But they. But you know they lost. You know they lost a couple. You know due to you know the heroism of the of the rebellion. Tarman, like he was. Yeah, Tarman. 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 We're having a hard time with this name. I know. We are. He was. He was one of the first ones to go. Which he was the first. Yeah. The Okay. I think. Okay. Unless what happened to Gorn? I really can't remember. I think Gorn was first. Did Gorn die? Yeah. Gorn. Gorn got shot first. First. Yeah. Gorn got shot first because he was the first person to get shot. He okay. was the he was the very first person to get shot. I'll, I'll okay, take, but I'll but in fairness, that, yeah. they they put a camera on Terraman at least four times to where I know for a fact he was dead. I don't remember seeing Gorn's dead body. I don't think Gorn might he may have not been dead. He I was think shot. He, had, though, he was yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah, he was shot. Okay. Okay. He was shot first. If, if but he I don't was, know if he was okay, dead. here's the thing. If he's yeah. not dead, he is screwed. Yeah. Oh, yes. for oh, sure. Because for all sure. of the guards that survived yeah. that know that he is the double agent. Correct. He is so screwed. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah he's done for. Yeah. Anybody left behind, they are fully screwed. You got to be on that ship. Yeah, or? they're gonna get tortured pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I thought they were gonna have like the the most of their trouble was going to be once they finally got into the sky. Well, like once they started showing like the tie wings and everything. Ooh, yeah, the you tie know, fighters. Yeah, yeah. Get uh, or yeah, the tie fighters getting you know ready to be launched and everything. They had the Imperial pilots. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like they're gonna they're not gonna be able to make it out in time or get yeah. the, to to the horizon quick enough before Correct. those tie fighters zone in. Yeah. But it was because of Cassian being able to, you know, maneuver so well blindly at that for, you know, for a little bit yeah. that he was able, you know, to like, you know, save the save the ship that they and were Nemec, on. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So you mentioned Nemec. Let's talk about him for a second. Uh, they're they're on the ship and they're essentially getting away. And then because they they don't secure a cart, it literally crushes him. How heartbreaking. Yeah. How dude. crazy was that? Like, like he didn't die by the hands of like. A stormtrooper and a no, yeah, officer. he survived the shootout. Right, he survived yeah. the he shootout. Died the, yeah. He died in the escape. How yeah. heartbreaking! It, craziness, and it paralyzed him. He said he couldn't feel, but whatever the contraption he was using, the little digital whatever, right? He was like, "Go up now!" Like he he guided Andor, and it was yeah. pretty incredible to see the fact that this guy who was just crushed minutes minutes before is is hanging on by a thread, guiding Andor through. Uh, this entire this meteor shower or whatever this sh- the spectacle is that the, the locals are watching this planet has going on like I still couldn't even gather what the heck was going on. It looked beautiful. It yeah, visually it looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I but, think 
I think with that scene and everything just goes to show you like how much time that they prepared for this heist, but at the same time, like they spent all that time preparing, but all the stuff that they did not take into consideration of, or it could have just been, you know, simple mistakes that they made. Cause I mean, you know, put it like, put yourself in, you know, their shoes. Like they, the adrenaline had to been pumping the entire yeah. time. So they're making like mistakes based off, you know, stress or like fears, you know, stuff like that. So they're overlooking things, you know, the guard in the tower, securing that cart, the, the biggest thing that they're thinking about is getting out alive and getting like to their destination. Like this is their mm. first like major attack. Yeah, that's so true. You're right. So adrenaline, like I said, man, adrenaline, uh, adrenaline was pumping everything, and like they they just made they just made very drastic but common mistakes. Well, and I think it's part of the idea of show to like they're not like hardened, like they're not like they're they're amateurs still in a lot of ways. Like yes. in the fact that they they missed that, and even when they were when they were taking off, and Ander was being pretty hard and being like you got to get me these coordinates but they were I like no, no no yeah. like, I need can, you, no hold on like hold on no needs this but if you're really thinking about the situation if you were like hardened and really into this you know you have to get out of there like it's kind of cold-blooded but the idea of like dealing with the nemic situation was like secondary if they get shot out of the sky it doesn't matter whether you then we're you all know, dead not just nemic yes so it's kind of that idea of they were focusing kind of on the wrong thing in a lot of ways. Correct. Where yeah. if, if they were and really hardened, like Andor is in a lot of ways, then um, they would have held off. And are we under the assumption that this was kind of the first act of the rebellion? Is that what, is that what the assumption is? I, I, I That's what I gathered. I gathered that this was the, the big first chunk that the rebellion is taking out of the, uh, the empire. That's, what, that's yeah. what I gathered. And if that's the case, like our... Are, uh, you mentioned like that you mentioned that the their focus is in the wrong area, right? Yeah. So is this going to kind of correct that the that mindset of Nemec's Nemec's spine being injured? They're learning that he passes away, but like moving forward in any other mission, is it the, is the mission the main purpose? Like is that is that the transition that we're going to lead to believe here? I think I think the whole thing is like with Nemec's personality is that he I feel like he was too good like his morales were too good and like he was too like he was too much like focused on the fact that you know the of the reason he was doing things for the you know for the rebellion but I feel like they really you know looked at the truth in this and like you know usually people like that from as far as what they portrayed they're not going to last that long yeah in the rebellion yeah, yeah. and then when you see like Rogue One and the rebellion that's fighting alongside Saar Guerrera they're like mercenaries, like they're like they're cold, cold blooded killers. So I feel like at this point, like with the rebellion, the way it's being portrayed is that they're going to need at least to start up is people like Cassian and all that, you know, people like that to execute the missions and execute what needs to get done until they get started. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, I. I Man, it was an intense episode. It really was. And I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I, I was standing majority of the time as well, T-Roll. And yeah. I, I was, I'm very excited to see where the rest of the season goes because the, the, the funny thing is this is the halfway mark, right? This is episode six, yeah. right? This is the halfway, halfway, mark, down. halfway mark. And I feel like we're diving into a character that we didn't really care for at the start of this. Like when, when the Andor series was announced, we were like, okay, Andor, uh, the Rogue One character, like... Sure, it was a good movie, but like, did he really deserve his own his own show? Right? 
And here we are, and I am fully, fully involved in this character and whatever happens next. And it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do with his character and where he goes from here because we've we, he's dealt with a lot. We we've as viewers have dealt with a lot with the Andor character. So, what are we going to do? What are we going to see coming forward? A, a lot to come. I think we we've talked a lot. We've literally gone ten minutes over than we said we were gonna. So why don't we cut it short? But listen, thank you for everybody who's listening. Come back next week, episode seven. We're gonna review it. It's been an epic, uh, epic show so far. Epic heist. Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, please follow us on social media. Please subscribe wherever you listen. And again, come on back. We can't wait to have you once again. Uh, with all that in mind, for my good friends Sandy Shimato and Apple Zacks, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Mm-hmm.